everyone. I'm Dr. Maddie Walker, a doctor of Chinese medicine, and I'm here today to share with you my first episode of Flourish and Flow. This podcast is going to be focused on embracing wellness for all women, sharing stories and talking all things periods. So today for my first episode, I'll be interviewing one of my gorgeous friends, Emma, and hearing her story. So thank you for being here with me today, Emma. Um, would you like to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Um, I am 21 and I currently live at the Sunshine Coast and I'm going into my Masters of Primary Teaching this year, which is really exciting. And I'm a musician as well. So yes, yeah. a very good one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Wonderful. So I think it's a really good idea to um, be mindful and centred when we talk about important things like our health and our stories. So I've asked Emma to um, bring an affirmation with her today. So would you like to tell us what your affirmation is? Yes, so I've got two because I've got one that I really like and then I've got one that I made myself. Beautiful. So so this is the first one. This is the one that I found. Um, I am a visionary. Anything is possible for me. What I see with my heart, I will see with my eyes. Well, and I just beautiful. thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think it's by Lindsay Earn. Oh, lovely. So, Lindsay Earn, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's very relatable to you. Yeah, I do feel like it's really relatable to me. I feel like, you know, if you know what's true in your heart and you set those intentions, um, you'll see them come to life. And what's the one that you created yourself? Um, the one that I created for myself is, just give me a second, I'll get it up. Um, I surrender to what is and trust that all is unraveling the way it's supposed to. I hold so much love, strength and magic inside of me. Oh, that's and beautiful. That's, yeah, I wrote that the other day. Um, Lovely. <laughs> when you were telling me to find an affirmation. I yeah. was like, oh, I'll write one myself. Um. Yeah, so I feel like that's like one that I really relate to at the moment. I need to remind myself of that. Yeah, and I feel like for so many women going through like their health journey, sometimes it's really hard to see the light, but Mm. knowing that, you know, you will get through your journey and everything will be okay, like it's it's a nice reminder. Yeah, and I suppose it is hard when you're like going through all that stuff to just surrender and like be okay okay with it for the time being and yeah know that you are going to get through it oh that's beautiful thank you for bringing those Mm -hmm. in today (laughs) so I'd like to start off um, your story today Emma by asking you what you remember as your first period experience yes okay so (laughs) I remember I was the last one out of my friendship group to get my period oh really Um, yeah I got it a little bit later I think I was I was 14 and for me my first period was like super light. I think it only lasted about two days and I didn't really feel any different or anything. So yeah, but for me, it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I finally got it because everyone else had it and I didn't. And I was like, yay, I'm a woman. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like the first one was like very light and didn't know it was coming for me. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Did you feel... Do you remember feeling anything weird, um, like physically or even like emotionally? Did you notice that you felt a bit different? Um, not really. Like, yeah. well, not that I can remember right now. 
But yeah, I just remember getting it and I had, everyone had just like made it into like this big deal. But for me, it was just like not a big deal. A big yeah. deal, like in a in a negative way, like, oh no, you've got your period. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, yeah, people made it into like this scary thing. But then I also just like kind of wanted it because I don't know, everyone, <laughs> everyone else, else had it. <laughs> I was like, oh, when am I going to be a woman then? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, that's really but, interesting. Um, yeah, for me, like the first one was not like anything crazy. And how did your journey with your period kind of continue from the first time that you got it? Yeah, so I, after having like about a year of having my period, I noticed um, a significant change in my hormones from like the first time that I got it. Um, I started breaking out um, and my period started to get really heavy. Um, I would even sometimes have to wear like a pad with a tampon because I would start leaking within an hour. So I went from like that first period of like literally nothing and then within a few months it started to get like really heavy. So that was like a lot. Yeah, Um, that would have been a bit of a shock. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I think that's like when other stuff started happening. So like, you know, my emotions and like pains and stuff. I remember a few times being in a lot of pain. There was this, but there was this one day in particular I was working after school and I just had these really intense pains that came out of nowhere and it was so bad that I had to um, sit in the lunchroom for about 30 minutes because I felt like I couldn't even walk from the pain. Oh, wow. Um, And it kind of just came on, like, suddenly. But apart from that, like, I'm pretty fine on my periods. Like, I haven't really experienced too much pain since. Since then. Um, since then. Yeah, a few times here and there, but I'm usually good. I feel like I more get, like, the emotional side. Yeah. And that probably, like, affects me a bit more. So when did you go on the pill and why? Um, I went on the pill when I was 17, I think. So still in high school? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went on it for my skin because I was seeing a specialist about my skin and she helped me a lot. And it got a lot better. So I think I was on that for like two years or so. Yeah. Or a year. Pretty much like a bit after that year, I just decided to come off the pill because I didn't really feel like I needed to be on it anymore. So how old were you when you decided to come off? Um, I think I was 19. And when I first came off the pill, I had like the worst moods. Like yeah. it was horrible for the first like three months. And like usually I think it ta- sometimes takes a bit for your yeah. periods to come back. Yeah. So I was at like the three month mark and I was like, oh, it's got to be coming soon. I can feel it coming on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it got to about four months and I still hadn't had it. So I went and saw the doctor because I was like, oh, that's not normal. And yeah, she told me like that happens sometimes like sometimes it takes a bit longer for them to come back everyone's different but yeah so she said if you haven't got it within the next month come back to me again so I went back to her again because I still hadn't got it and this is like five months later and then she put me onto a specialist a gynecologist to figure out more in depth like what's going on because the only reason why I was really worried about it was because well obviously it's you need your period like yeah. that's not normal yeah but like the moods were like just like getting to me a lot because yeah. I felt like I was constantly in that stage you know a few days before your period where you kind of feel a little bit of like discomfort you know and you're also just like yeah emotional and it wasn't going away like it was really weird yeah so I just wanted to get things like sorted and figured out. That's really um, mature of you as a 19-year-old 
yeah. woman like by yourself, like so many people that I know are still not aware of their periods and the fact yeah. that they don't have them isn't healthy. Yeah. So it's really good that you were like kind of clued onto it and um, started to go see a gynecologist mm. to yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't right and, mm. yeah, it was just starting to affect me in other ways. Do yeah. you want to talk a little bit about the emotional side of how it was affecting you and what you were feeling at that time? Yeah, so I was feeling like quite depressed at the time. Like I was just so emotional and I couldn't control those moods. And I I think it was literally just because my hormones were so out of control. Yeah, so I must have been going in and out of like kind of the phase of like, oh, I'm about to get it. But then my body's like, oh, I don't know how to do this again. Yeah. Hold off. It was trying to, it was like my body was trying to figure it out again. Yeah. And there's pathways that are connected like from your brain to like your ovaries and your uterus. Yeah. They've been told to not do anything. To not do anything. Yeah, for the so past was... three years. So, But yeah, so I went and saw the gynecologist and first of all, she she wanted to see if I had polycystic ovaries. But that was all clear. Mm-hmm. I got an ultrasound and stuff and that was fine. And I was getting blood tests, but all my blood tests came back normal. Yeah. And so then the next thing was like to get an MRI scan right. to check my pituitary gland because yep. that's the hormonal brain um, that controls yeah. all of your hormones for women. Yeah. yeah so pituitary gland um, releases um, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, yeah. which helps to trigger the release of an egg. So it's yeah. really important for, for women's health that that's functioning well. So, yeah. yeah, that was the next step for you. Yeah, so I think I got my first MRI scan about the eight-month mark and um, a month later I had gotten my period naturally. It just came back all of a sudden. Oh. And it was really weird because once I first got it back again, it was, like, very regular, which I was not expecting because right. I was expecting it to be you know, out of whack and stuff. But, yeah, no, it was, like, really regular. It was heavier again. Definitely heavier, like, coming off the pill. But, yeah, like, it was fine. I felt like I felt more myself. I don't know how to explain that. Like a release, kind of, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like that was really unhealthy, having those nine months of not having my period. Yeah, it was like my body was waiting for it to release. And then once it finally did, I felt like myself again. Oh, that's So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much, like, that can affect women. Yeah, how much your you know, cycle health affects Your physical you. health yeah. as well. And I suppose, like, yeah, people don't know much about that or, like, really talk about it. Yeah, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, people um, aren't really aware of it and we're not really taught much about it in high school yeah basically we just get told like oh wear a condom if you're going to have sex yeah <laughs> and that's about <laughs> the extent we learn um of like mm. sexual education or like our yeah, yeah our periods but yeah right. um but yeah I think also like everyone kind of like some people have the stigma of just because all women get periods like that's just something that happens and like we all just have to kind of deal with that but like it actually can affect a lot more in different circumstances and like yeah. you know just like that like me coming off the pill I had no idea that that was going to be like a nine month thing yeah and I was going to go through all those emotions like you know I don't know that I didn't know that I didn't know that going on to the onto the pill as well the doctors didn't mention any of that to you they didn't say that when you come off it or um you might be feeling this way and this might happen like you yeah, didn't no. really get any education no yeah. like I think I went to a doctor 
and was like, oh, I told her I was thinking about coming off it. And she, um, yeah, she just told me to wait until the end of my pill cycle and then just stop taking it. Yeah. Like that was pretty much it. And there's so many, like coming from a yeah health point of view, there's so many nutrients that we are deprived of when we're on the pill and our body has initially producing and absorbing different vitamins and nutrients and hormones um, and then when we suddenly come off the pill and if we're not taking like supplements to help ourselves yeah. we can become really deficient and yeah find ourselves to be really unhealthy like yeah. three months down the track where you haven't got a period and you're feeling depressed and you're you know yeah. breaking out again or so. yeah what do you feel like society needs to talk about more in regards to women's health well, I feel like at the moment a lot of people are going through mental health issues with yeah. everything going on in the world. But I feel like society doesn't really talk about how each month when women get their periods, like they're going through a lot of emotions. Yeah. And that's being added on top of all of their own mental health issues as well. Kind of like amplified. It's amplifying, you know, if they've already got stuff going on, like their hormones are peaking at that point. And, you know, it's not just something we get you know, every so often, like, it's happening every month as well, you yeah. know, so it almost makes it, like, pretty hard for people around that time of the month to deal, you know, with, to deal with their yeah. emotions as well, especially with their own, like, mental stuff going on. Of course, and a lot of the time we see people throwing out the words, oh, she's just crazy or she's just being over-emotional, but physically speaking, she's got so many hormones and chemicals. Yeah like fluctuating at that time of the month. So everything she's going through is just stirred up by like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And I know me and my friends have had conversations about it as well. Like, oh my gosh, like I just feel crazy today. Like everything's just getting to me. But you can't control that, you know. And yeah, (laughs) I feel like we should speak about that that's okay and that it happens. And, Mm. you know, we all, all women experience that as well. I know for myself, (laughs) like a week leading up to my period, I am so, I am so super sensitive Um, and it's not that I'm being ridiculous, but everything is heightened. So all my senses are heightened, my emotions are heightened. So something that wouldn't usually upset me, I get so in my head about, but then I do try and remind myself I'm a week away from my period. I'm feeling pretty sensitive, take some time to calm down and this issue may not seem as big as it is right now and, like, in half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably important to, like, remind yourself of that as well. Yeah. And knowing that you will probably be sensitive in that time frame, so maybe to do more extra self-care as well so you don't feel super triggered and sensitive about things all the time, like taking that time, maybe more time during that month to do stuff to like kind of center you a bit and calm you. Yeah. So being aware of where you are in your cycle, yeah. what phase you're in and having things in place that you can turn to and be like, all right, I'm a week away from my period. Yeah. I know I get a bit emotional yeah. and I know my anxiety is going to be heightened. What can I do or what do I have that I can, that I can do to make myself feel better? You know, if I'm getting my period and I have all the cramps and the pains and stuff, my emotional side usually isn't as bad. I feel like it kind of swaps for my body. If I have all those cramps and, like, kind of the pain, it's more focused on that. Yeah. But then the next month I might not have any physical pain or anything leading up to my period, but I know that that's going to 
intensify my mood though for that period like wow that's so yeah, interesting for my body so yeah. it's kind of like I have to like in Judge that week what... figure out what's gonna be my focus so has being more aware of where you are in your cycle changed the way that you do things yes so I feel like I know when it's coming well yeah. obviously I do because I'm on the pill at the moment yeah but I know what I need to do within the few days leading up to it. And, yeah, so, you know, I need to probably, like, journal a bit more, take some time to, like, meditate or calm down a little bit. And I know for myself, I recommend to my patients as well that um, gratitude journaling is a really important thing. So even oh, maybe the week leading up to our periods, it would be a good idea to write down the things that you're grateful for each day, like three things, and then that can kind of help centre you again and go, all right, the world's not burning around me. I'm actually okay. I'm safe. I'm I'm healthy. I'm all right. And, like, kind of stepping out of your head a bit, putting things Mm. onto paper um, and just being more aware of it. You obviously work with a lot of women who struggle with their periods and fertility and stuff like that. Yeah. What tips do you give them? I definitely tell my patients to um, gratitude journal at the end of every day. So even if it's just picking three things, like as simple as I walked outside this morning and it was a really beautiful day or I saw a really pretty butterfly or um, my partner made me a cup of tea and it made me feel really happy and as though they care. Um, I think doing that can really help bring you out of your head and send you more into your body and be like, all right, I have these three things to look at today and be grateful for. Yeah, I because think that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. So yeah. that's one of the things I do recommend um, to help with my patient's emotions when it comes to, like, fertility and um, and period problems because it is really hard to look on the bright side of things when you're going through so many issues. Yeah. Um, I also recommend that they get a sleep routine um, in play, so a sleep hygiene as in, you know, turn off the screen by this time, don't have any caffeine after midday. Can that affect your physical um, part of your period as well if you're doing if you're not in a healthy routine? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So especially with sleep. So sleep is when our cells regenerate. Mm. So your body is resting and if without rest, your body can't keep going and going and going and producing the good hormones and the good chemicals without being topped up with energy. So poor sleep can really have an effect on people, not just Mm. emotionally, but, yeah, physically. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do, Emma, that helps you flourish or you think would help other people flourish? The things that make me flourish are, most importantly, getting enough sleep and exercise and filling my body with good food. Uh, taking the time to do things for myself that I love as well, whether it's singing, dancing, buying myself a coffee, running myself a bath or getting my nails done or spending time with my friends. For me, the people in my life are the most important and when I'm with them, I flourish every day. It's also important for me to do my own work and take time for myself to flourish and do things that make me happy on my own. And I think everyone should always take that time for themselves to do things that like lift them up a bit yeah that's some good advice if you had any advice you could tell your younger self what would it be if I could um, 
I would probably tell my younger self to listen to my body more. Yeah. I feel like people really need to just listen to their body because I feel like we're in a society that just is taught to push through your pain, push yeah. through everything, you know, yeah. just keep going, work yourself, you know. Into the ground. Yeah, into the ground. Yeah, um, pop a pill, you'll like, be right. Yeah, exactly. But we need to really just, like, listen to our bodies more. And I would tell my younger self that. Yeah. And also, like, research into things before putting them into your body. You know, I probably should have looked into the pill a little bit more, knowing what the side effects were. Yeah. So that in the future I knew what I was getting myself into coming off it. But being so young as well. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, possibly being naive to what medication can do to us yeah. we put our faith in like our, our doctors or our gps or whoever's a specialist to yeah. tell us what the complications can be but so so much of the time we don't get that yeah i also think when you are young like if i would be giving advice to myself um just like wait it out a bit as well because you know you are changing so much when you are younger yes so Maybe just waiting a few years and, like, letting your body settle and figure its own cycle out as well, that's probably a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Well, um, I actually believe that it takes multiple years to regulate your menstrual cycle, kind of find its groove. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so girls who get put on the pill after, like, their first period, if it was painful or, like, even just after a year, your body still hasn't figured out how it functions and what yeah. it's going to do and how it likes to have its period. Yeah. So then when you come off it at 19, it's literally going through that whole rediscovering process again that it would mm. have been doing a few years beforehand. So it can take that long to actually figure its groove out, which is yeah. really interesting and, and like, really good advice. To you kind don't of, think about that when you're younger? No. no. And, and to ride it out, like, see yeah. how your body changes because we do change as yeah. women, like from mm. 14 to 19. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's some really good advice. Yeah. And obviously, you know, like when I want to have kids in the future, yeah, that's something I've got to think about coming off the pill. You yeah. know, like I'm going to have to come off the pill a bit sooner because it's gonna, obviously going to take me a while to even like regulate my hormones. So that's like, you know, if I didn't go off the pill, I wouldn't know that in the future. So yeah. now that I do know that, that's something that I've got to consider later on. But, yeah. So wrapping up today, we're going to finish with an imperfect you moment, something a little bit embarrassing, a little bit funny that you want to share with everyone. So Emma, tell me what your recent imperfect you moment is. Okay, so the other day I woke up and I was still kind of half asleep and anyway, I went to the bathroom and I was on the toilet and I could kind of hear, like, someone, like, yelling out. <laughs> but I thought it was coming from outside because where I'm living at the moment, it's um, pretty close to, like, other houses. So, anyway, I didn't take much notice about it. Anyway, finished doing my business and then I walked out <laughs> the bathroom and I just see this man's head staring at me in the staircase. And I literally oh screamed so loud that I scared him. And we, I was just so confused. I was just like, what is going on? Why is this man in my house? Feathers but he, yeah, he, it was this guy. He was checking the um, fire alarms in our place. Oh, God. And um, 
yeah, he was like, oh, I was calling out. To, he's like, I could hear someone upstairs and taps running. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it wasn't taps running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I wasn't expecting that to happen. It was Love pretty it. funny. Yeah. He felt really bad, but I thought it was pretty funny. What well, about you? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yeah, so this week, because of our COVID outbreak, I had to wear masks at work. So we work in an aircon building, but obviously when you wear a mask, you're breathing in your own warm air, <laughs> your own warm breath. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, like, regularly... Um, when I get out of the hot and the cold environments, like my nose runs a lot. <laughs> so I was in the middle of treating a patient and obviously I'm looking down because I'm popping acupuncture needles into them. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just feel this stream of snot starting to out <laughs> because my breath has literally warmed up my nose and my sinus. You're it's like just suffocating. Cle- yeah. <laughs> it's just clearing everything out. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't want to wipe it though from the patient because I'll just see all this like river of <laughs> snot coming out. So I kind of just had to put up with it until I finally got out of the room and got to give my nose a good a blow. Good old blow. Yeah. <laughs> Love a good old blow. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thank you, Emma, for coming on with me today and sharing your story and opening up to us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And you're doing an amazing thing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I can't wait to hear more. And for everyone listening, I hope you find something that helps you flourish in your week.